I'd like to begin with a maisa about a butler. There are many homes that have butlers. And there was this particular home that had an incredible butler because it also had an incredible wine cellar. It wasn't just like a room with wine in it. It was an entire floor under his mansion full of the most exquisite, expensive wines. And his treat was that any guest that came to his house, he would send the butler, who was an expert in wine tasting, to bring up the perfect wine for his guest. And that's what he did. The more harsh of the guest, the more harsh of the wine. And one day, a very, very important guest came to this big mansion, to this wealthy man, to have a very important business meeting. It was a very crucial meeting. And after the meeting, they decided to have dinner. And he said to his butler, my dear butler, you know what wine we would bring for such an important guest. Go down to my wine cellar and bring some wine. So the butler goes down and the balabas, the owner of the mansion, is excited. He's waiting for the butler to come out with the perfect bottle of wine. And he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting. So he says to his guest, he's probably picking something that's never been opened before. He's prying open a new box. It's going to be very exciting. And he's waiting, and he's waiting, and he's waiting. It's been a half an hour. He hasn't come out. So he calls on the intercom. Is anybody down there? Could you, could you come up already? Nothing. No response. This is ridiculous. He's getting, he's getting a little bit agitated. His guest is waiting for a nice bottle of wine. He sent down the butler. Nothing doing. So he said, I'm going down myself, that's it. So he goes down the stairs, right? Big staircase, he's going down the stairs. And as he goes down the stairs, he smells a very strong smell of wine. This is weird. I've, done, I've done, been down this cellar many, many times. I have never smelt such a strong smell of wine. Now it's a dark cellar, right? The whole, whole thing of the wine cellar, it can't be too brightly lit. It's very, quite dark. So he's you know, slowly going down the staircase and as he gets closer and closer to the floor of the basement, he can really, really start smelling this real heavy smell of wine. This is weird, what's going on? Until he puts one foot down on the floor after the staircase, swoosh, goes into some liquid. What's going on over here? He puts on one of the lights, he sees there's wine smashed all over the place. Bottles that are worth thousands of dollars, smashed! Wine flowing everywhere. Where is this butler? He's going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to, I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to kill him. Look what he's done to my collection. Where is he? It's a huge place, right? So under his entire mansion, right? So he has to go walking around. He looks in this corner, he can't find him. And everywhere he walks, there's more and more wine spilled all over the place. This isn't cheap 18 shackle wine. This is serious wine. I, 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 there's, Mama, there's smoke already coming out of his nostrils he's ready to take his two hands and kill the guy with his own bare hands where is this butler and he goes from place to place from corner to corner and finally he spots the butler it's unbelievable there's a big couch sitting on the couch his feet's up on it and he sees his boss and he says hey boss can I have a raise? What are you, crazy? You want a raise? Rabbi Say, 
we do exactly the same thing every single year. The whole year goes by, smashing bottles of wine all over the place. Expensive wine, Hushable wine. That's what we do the whole year. Smash bottles of wine. And then comes the Rosh Hashanah. Hi God, can, can I have a raise please? What are you, crazy? That's what you want? That's what it's all about? I'm assuming everybody here received the invitation. Not so, not so many days ago, all of you received an invitation. An invitation to come to court. An invitation to be judged. Under a Shredish Elul. The Gemara tells us the Shulchanach and Chayshemishpah Paskin that it takes 30 days before and based in in order to get invited. We all got invited. What are we going to ask for? Can we ask for something? <laughs> Do we have the right to ask on Rosh Hashanah for another year of smashing bottles? Is that what it's all about? You know, the time of El. It's an incredible time. I'm sure many of us have grown up. Elul! Shmooz! The fish in the sea are shaking. People are mamas crying. I'm sure you remember. By Rishchadish benching of Elul. There were probably a few people fainting in the Ezra Snoshim when they heard the words Elul. The Poshet fainted. They say a story. In one of the old Shtetler. There were two boys fighting. They weren't even religious. The Poshet weren't even religious. No yarmulke is nothing. They were Jewish, but they weren't even religious. They had thrown it all off. And there they were, having a fight. And it became physical. Started, you know, fist fights. It started getting really physical. And all of a sudden, one, one of the ladies over there, who lived over there, opened up the shutters and said, What are you doing? It's Elul. And they stopped. And they, they, that's it. You know, we can't fight Elul. We all, we all grew up with these things, right? What does this mean? You know, there's an Indian, which the Maril brings down, that you know we normally make it early Shabbos. Sometimes we make early Shabbos. Depending on where you come from, we make it early Shabbos, early Yontav. You could do that, maybe sure it's not. But generally you can make early Shabbos, early Yontav. Can you make early Rosh Hashanah? Let's make early Rosh Hashanah. Let's have an early meal. Let's sing. You know, don't you sleep early so we'll be able to wake up early. And I'm Koyach for davening. Let's make early Rosh Hashanah. Why not? It's a great idea, yeah? Sister Maril, absolutely not. You know why? Because if you make early Rosh Hashanah, you're taking away a few moments of Elul. You're taking away, you're getting yourself into the next month, into Rosh Hashanah. You're taking away Elul. You can't take away Elul. Even those few moments. Those few precious moments. It shows us what it is. Every moment that we have now is the most incredible thing. We spoke Shalashidas, the Balatanya, who says, the famous Moshe that everybody quotes, but it comes from the Balatanya, that here's our opportunity during Elul with the Rabbani Shalom Kaviyochel strolling the streets. Unbelievable thing, you know. There was a guy walking down the street once and a, a, dollar, a hundred dollar bill comes floating down. Oh, it's my lucky day. Hashem wants me to have money. Look at this, this is unbelievable. He picks it up and he waits to have it. This is great. Another one. And another one. What's going on over here? He looks up and he sees that there's a little child who's dangling their legs off of the porch, you know, the rails by the ends of the porch, and it's holding, obviously, its father's wallet, and slowly, one, two, three, and he's watching the scene, there he is, he's watching the scene, and he sees that the father comes in and says, what are you doing, it's my wallet, that's my money, grabs it back from him, looks over the railing, how much has he gone? 
you know, the child, <laughs> it's a piece of paper. What is it? It's a piece of paper. It's not worth anything. What's the difference? When you don't know the value of something, you just let it go. If we don't appreciate the value of what Elul is and what it can do for us, then we're much worse than that child just giving away $100 bills. We're giving away everything we have. The Chadush Arim, the Gera Rebbe writes, Lekute Arim, and I quote, Ki achoydesh elul matona toivahu, eshe nosan lonu aboyre yisbog shumoy, shunucha lahochin atzmenu likras Rosh Hashanah, says the Chadush Arim, the Gera Rebbe, that elul is the preparation. That's what it is. It's a preparation in order to get to Yom Adin. You can't just stroll in. What do you think? You could just buy every art scroll machsa, the new interlinear, with every art scroll touched by the story to get you involved. To get you, there you are. You walk into davening the pile of svarim. I'm ready. I'm ready for Rosh Hashanah. It's not going to work. You can't just roll in. You know, there was, I don't know if you're familiar with Ger, but on Rosh Hashanah, it's an opportunity for the Ger Hasidim to go meet the Rebbe. And to go mamish face to face and get a gejonta from the rebbe. Gazach, night, Rosh Hashanah. You get a gejonta from the rebbe. It's muyadik, and they wait and they line up for hours after davening in order to get their gejonta from the rebbe. And there's one of these Hasidim who's traveled from Chutzlaret. He only comes once a year in Rosh Hashanah to be and davening with the Gary rebbe. And there he is. He's online. It's been 45 minutes waiting in the line. He's hungry. He wants to go home. His family's waiting for him. But I get a gejonta from the rebbe. It's unbelievable. And normally you also get a second or two maybe to say your name, maybe to say what you need, something special that the Rebbe will done for you. Or say, And this Chassid needed something. He really needed something special. And there he is waiting on the line. And he gets closer and closer. And he's feeling it. He's closer and closer to the Rebbe. And all of a sudden, the Gabba shucks. It's like a line. Let's go quickly, right? So the Gabba shoves him in. Uh, he, he doesn't want, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't want to say before you know it the Rebbe, the, the Rebbe said Gajantav the Gabba pushed him over boom he missed his opportunity he waited the whole year for this the whole year he waited for this and he missed it so the guy behind him who watched the whole thing you know, develop says I've got a great answer for you for next year the answer is start talking before you get to the Rebbe if you start talking before you get to the Rebbe, so by the time you get to the Rebbe, you know, maybe you'll be able to say something. That's the Yisrael Rebbe say. You can't just rock up into Rosh Hashanah and say, Here I am, God! Give me another year! I need money! I need health! I want this! I've got, we've got a list, a whole list of what we want! It doesn't work that way. There needs to be a preparation. Says the Chidush Rim. This is what this is. This is where we're holding right now. Every moment that we have over here to get back is impossible. The Divichayim of Sons would bring over the following marshal about the problem that many of us have. And he said that a mother told her many, many hungry children they once found an egg. And the kids were so happy she came home with an egg. An egg, we get to have an egg. This is unbelievable. This is great. What are we going to do with this egg? Let's boil it. Let's cut it into slices and we'll all share it. It'll be amazing. And the mother says, no, 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 no. no. We're not eating this egg. We're going to allow this egg to hatch. Really? Well, why can't we eat the egg? No, no, no. Because if it hatches, we get another chicken. And then we get that chicken to lay more eggs. 
and those eggs will hatch more. And before you know it, we'll have a farm of chickens, we'll be able to sell them, we'll be able to have chicken for Shabbos, it will be amazing! And the kids are jumping for joy! Finally, chicken for Shabbos, eggs, amazing! Before you know it, she's dropped the egg on the floor and it's splattered, it's gone. So the Divichayim from Sons, we do the same thing. We're so excited. Yeah, this year, it's going to be great. Wow, it's going to be unbelievable year. We are going to do everything that we're meant to be doing. We're going to be all excited and boom, crashes on the floor. Why? Say the Divichayim of Sons, because we make sometimes these crazy things of how we're going to be perfect and how we're going to change the world and how we'll never speak Russian horror and how we'll care for what we look at and you have to make something small you have to make something manageable you have to take on something that you possibly can manage to take on and that's what it's all about you know when you have an expensive garment and it has a stain you have no problem spending a long time trying to clean it maybe even spending money sending it to a dry cleaners because it's an expensive garment I need to clean it if you have a schmutz and it's going to stain you throw it out if we realize our intrinsic value, our neshama, which is a chilek and a kamimal, which came from the kiseya kovit, and we have to return that neshama, and it maybe got a few stains on it, we have to work really hard to clean it and to get rid of those stains. The story is told of a maggid, and in the olden days, a maggid would go traveling from village to village, from town to town, and give musa to the oilam and arouse everybody to do tshuva and make everybody cry and get the oilim involved. So there's one maggot who went to a certain village and he gets up and gives Azad Rosha and he tells everybody, Oy all you people over here, sitting over here, one day are going to die. Everyone in the town, everyone in the city, one day is going to return his neshama to its maker. You're going to die. What's going to happen? You can imagine the, the room was everybody was starting to feel a little bit. Oh, if I, you're going to die. What's going to be? What's going to happen? But there was one guy who was laughing. <laughs> Sitting in the back. There was a guy who was laughing. He was laughing. The monkey got very upset. I'm trying to give a schmooze over here. And I'm having an effect on everybody's one guy who's not listening. So then he goes again and again. Everybody in this room. Everybody in this city. Whoever lives in this town, you're all going to die one day. You've got to do tshuva. There's one guy, he's laughing. And he goes again. Every single person in this city is going to die one day. And he's laughing. Finishes his shmuz. He goes over to the guy. He says, excuse me, can I ask you a question? Azar shmuz I gave. People were crying. I told them that everyone in this town is going to die and you're laughing. He says, yeah, I don't come from this town. I'm a guest. It's not Nagaya to me. It's not Nagaya. How many of us do the same thing? It's not like gay to us. It's not like gay. Nobody likes muscle, right? Nobody likes muscle. Can you imagine? You're driving upstate. You're going upstate New York, as you do. And you're driving Kenai Nahoya with the Kindlech in the back. And you're driving up the road. It's Arab Shabbos. So you've got plenty of time to get there. A guy comes next to you in the car and starts, you know, waving. Put down the window. Say no. You put down the window. What do you want? What do you want? You have a gas leak. You have a, a, you know, a gas leak at the back. You can see it's dripping going to be a problem. You're going to, your gas is going to be empty. You're not going to be able to be up. You'll be stuck in the Shabbos. A chutzpah? Telling me what to do? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Don't worry about me. Yeah? You are telling me? What if he says, I'm a mechanic. I'll fix the car. Stop for a few minutes. I'll fix the car. Chutzpah? Tell me what I'm great. Leave me alone. I'm fine. How many of us are guilty of the same thing? We're good. Everything is wonderful. Are you going to tell me? Hello! What's the point? I'm good, I'm great. Say no, so maybe a little bit less Russian horror. 
Maybe I have to be careful of this, that, and the other, and the words that come out of my mouth. Okay, but basically I'm fine. Nobody likes to be told what to do. But this is their opportunity. This is our time. Elul is the opportunity, the Siyat HaTashimai, that we get during Elul. We don't get an entire year. This is our preparation so that we walk into this space HaMedrash on Rosh Hashanah night and we say to the Rabbani Hashanah, we want life. How many people were not Zoycha to enter this Rosh Hashanah coming up? How many people are left behind? How many people are not able to ask for life because they're no longer here? This is the preparation that will give us the opportunity to be able to ask. Elul is a special time. Use every moment of it. And let me just end with one last thing. A father tells his son, I would like you to move the cabinet. It's a heavy cabinet, but do me a favor, I really need it moved. So the son says, Dad, no problem. And he starts to try and shove it over. It's really heavy. What am I going to do? So he starts this side and that angle. It's all going. It's all going. It's all going. Takes ropes, maybe can slap it in. Tries everything he can. Comes back to his father. I'm really sorry. I just can't do it. I, I just cannot do it. The father says, you tried everything? He says, yeah, I tried everything. I tried ropes. I tried everything I can. It just does not budge. You tried everything? He says, yeah. I, I, I cannot do it. He says, no, you didn't. You didn't ask me for help. He says, the Rabboni Shalom. This is the time that we ask the Rabboni Shalom for help. We all need something. We need to get to Rosh Hashanah. We need to be able to ask. To have that schus to be able to ask. And Be'ez HaShem, if we prepare properly during these hours, during these days, during these seconds that we have in this time, and Be'ez HaShem, when we come to Elul, when we come to the end of Elul, when we come to Rosh Hashanah, we'll be able to have the schus to ask. See you after the